Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. It is time for me to get to something that is well overdue. The season has already finished. I have managed not to spoil the ending for myself, but now it's been a couple of weeks, so it's been a little bit of time. So I've decided to do the Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water catch-up. There are eight episodes to go, so I've decided to split it into two podcasts. I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to catch up right to the end. So today I'm going to do episodes 17 to 20. So 17, 18, 19, and 20. And then I'll do the final four episodes tomorrow. This is the only thing that I really have that is overdue. So I need to catch up, get the flow back, get the consistency back so I can start getting all my stuff out there on time. And we can start making things happen because things are already happening. Uh, Very exciting times here at Not Just a Sports Report. So I've decided usually I'll spend a lot of time through the week doing my UFC preview and predictions podcast. I will still be doing the UFC thoughts and comments podcast on Sunday, Australian time. So that's still going to be a thing. I'm also going to be tuning into the Aussie anger fist, Arlene Blamecow, uh, up against Chris Cyborg for the Bellator women's featherweight title. Really excited to chair on the Aussie anger fist in that one. But today is all about Survivor. Uh, and it's interesting. It's about 1 p- 1.30 p.m. here. I've got to work 7 p.m. till midnight tonight on a Friday. So very rare. I don't like those shifts, but that is when I'm working. So I'm going to pump out as much Survivor as possible before work. Uh, I've also got a housemate, if you've listened to the podcast, who loves his self-proclaimed uh, loudest guy on the block, so he loves his music, which is fine. He's got a good setup. It's it's a pretty cool setup now, but hard to record a podcast um, with the loudest guy on the block playing his tunes. So at some stage, he may come home and the tunes may start. So I'm going to be watching episodes. I'm going to start now. I've already watched episode 17, so the notes for that are going to be a little bit shorter. I wrote those a couple of days ago, so my memory is a bit hazy. I'll have to just go through. I'll recap episode 17 quickly, and then I'll be watching episode 18, 19, and 20. So I'll see. Once once, um, once the music starts, which is chill, you know, it's always good to come home and enjoy some music, most definitely. I like to do the same myself. I may even play some music uh, myself today. Who knows? But Survivor, that's the name of the game. So going to be watching the episodes, going to be going through. And then at midnight, I think I'll come home, watch another episode. So I'm just, it's going to be different times that I'm watching these episodes, but I'm going to record it into one big podcast, four episodes in this one, and then the final four episodes tomorrow. It is time to well and truly get in to the Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water catch up. Let's catch up right now. Episode 17 This I had the shorter notes for. Now we're coming off the episode where Shay, she was voted out, but she has gone to purgatory. So she is still in the game. 
Mark and Sam have the idols. They are in the power position at the moment, as are Josh and Jordan. Last episode as well, we saw Geordie win a car, the Isuzu. Jesse was stoked when he found out while he was on the jury. I mean, the boys were loving it. Those two boys were loving it. I'm sure they'll be driving around in their Isuzu D-Max right now. Now, I have a customer at work. He comes in, regular customer, loves Survivor. He's seen it. So I've been battling when he comes in and like, it's like, oh my God. I'm like, please, please don't tell me. Don't tell me what happened. I, I, I have not spoiled the winner. So that's why I have some urgency now to get right through it all the way to the end. Now, as far as this episode, we see the reward. Um, it's, it's a bit of an interesting one because I, it's interesting because yeah, these notes are kind of confusing me. So I might just skip past this. The episode 17 notes a little bit hazy, but then I'm actually going to be watching the episodes and doing live commentary from episode 18. Now, Josh, he's not sure about trusting Geordie. I missed who actually won on the reward. Was it Geordie? Did he win the reward in this one? Uh, oh, maybe that's what happened this episode. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I don't know if that happened last episode. This is, this is why I need to catch up people. This is why I need to catch up. So Geordie won the Isuzu D-Max. Um, and on the reward, Jesse, it's uh, Jesse's idol far out. I'm butchering this time to get myself on track. Jesse's idol taken by Sam. Geordie's telling Josh about it. Josh, not sure whether he can trust Geordie, but Geordie is telling the honest truth. Like Sam is the one, she's the wolf in sheep's clothing that they need to really be watching out for. We get to the immunity challenge in episode 17 and the last three were Josh Jordan and Geordie. Josh drops first and Geordie really needs this. Jordan trying to hold on so that they can try and vote Geordie out of the game. Both have the same name, really. Now, as far as the challenge, we see Jordan win the challenge. And after the challenge, far out. Okay, episode, I'll just quickly apologize. This one's going to be very rogue for episode 17. I've made the notes quick. But yeah, it's not going to be me stumbling like this throughout the entire time. I'm going to put timestamps up so you can skip to certain parts. Now, the strategy. Geordie is clearly the one everyone wants to vote out. Jordan, the one winning the challenge. So we're seeing, as we always expected, Sam and Mark up against Geordie. Geordie and Josh also up against each other. But does Josh trust Geordie about the two idols? Mark and Sam both have them. But Josh seems more likely to be willing to work with Mark and Sam. They have much more trust that has been built between them throughout the game. Um, now, the ads, that was another note. The ads come on really loud. I don't know if that's a 10 play, the app thing, or whether that's the ad thing, but that is really rude and shit. Ads should be coming on quieter. Ads, in general, are lame. I will, I will take ads at some point if they pay me, but it's got to be done well, I will not be putting them on louder. Uh, yeah, ads in general can be pretty lame. What is not lame, though, is Tribal Council. Let's get to this one quickly because I am stumbling like a mofo to get through episode 17. This is why we are catching up. It's time to get through it. It's time to have it all fresh in my memory and get pumped for what has been a great season. So kicking off Tribal... 
And Sam and Mark, they've been here before. They've played the game. That's what Geordie is saying. He's saying you don't understand that they are the biggest threats. They've played before. They know how they want to play this game. And they both have idols. He's telling everyone. Sam's denying it. Josh is unsure. So quite wild. Quite wild indeed. Now we get to the votes. Shay is in purgatory. Now she didn't come as a part of the jury. So people kind of noticed that. But they don't realize that she is still in this game. And presumably whoever they vote out here is also going to be headed to purgatory. So we get to the votes. First vote is for Sam. Then Geordie gets a vote. Geordie again, Geordie, so three votes Geordie, one vote Sam, four votes for Geordie now, one vote Sam, and the 15th person voted out of Survivor, Blood vs. Water, Geordie. So look, he had a great run and he is still in the game, so he has been one of the biggest players of the season, no doubt a major contender to earn his way back in the game and cause complete chaos, but it's going to take some time because he couldn't break that relationship between Josh, Mark, and Sam, and Jordan, and some of the others in the game. So if he can get himself back in the game once they're a little bit deeper, and some of them don't trust each other, maybe we see a breakdown between the relationship between Josh and Mark and Sam. And then once Geordie comes back, maybe Josh is more willing to work with him. So there's a lot that could still come into play. Shea's still very much a contender to come back into the game too. So that was pretty much all I thought the episode was entailing. But then JLP, bombshell, bombshell. JLP with the bombshell says, you're all going to have to vote out one more person right now. So everyone's like, holy shit, Geordie seemed like such an easy decision. Shay hasn't shown up. People may be thinking about that. Now they've sent Geordie out of the game. They're like, is Geordie going to show up on the jury next time? A lot of things they're thinking about, but they're not thinking about voting someone else out. And that is JLP's bombshell. JLP, JLP, bombshell. Pumped about that. So they are now going to have to vote someone out. Going to be very interesting to see who they decide. Nobody plays their idol. First vote is for Sam. And that's the interesting thing. She was the only other person who got a vote. That was obviously from Geordie. Everyone else went for Geordie. As I've spoken about before, people like Dave, Chrissy, KJ, they've stuck on the outskirts. They haven't gone for the big play, which now they are probably an obvious one. Just vote someone who's on the outs. Because that's what I said, they're just going to be in danger. They will get picked off by the majority. But Sam getting the first vote. And after the idol thing, like, does do they make a play? Do they get rid of Sam now? That seems like a really sensible choice. First vote for Sam. Second vote, KJ. Third vote, Mark. So Mark and Sam getting a vote as well as KJ, Mark and Sam with idols, KJ, no idol, but no idols have been played as well. So whoever is voted out is, well, they're going to purgatory. So they're not actually voted out, but they're gone skis. Nobody is safe from the vote in this instance. KJ gets the next vote and then Mark. So two votes for Mark, two votes KJ and one vote Sam. KJ gets a third vote and the 16th person Voted out of Survivor Australia, Blood vs. Water, headed to Purgatory, KJ. So she's done well. She's lasted quite a while after the early mishaps with her sister Sophie in the game. 
Now KJ is heading to purgatory. Going to be a tough ask. Look, she's definitely a credible and very quality player who could definitely work her way back into the game. But in my opinion, as far as how the actual game has played out, at least what I've seen on TV and the challenges and in the actual gameplay of trying to make big moves and waves in the game, I think Shay and Geordie are the obvious two who are going to be contenders to earn their way back from purgatory. But KJ in the mix as well. She is not done yet. And if she wins... She needs some things on her resume to be able to build it up to the level where she could win up against some very high-level other players in this game. And Purgatory could be her chance to come back and compete against two beasts who've proven themselves in challenges. And if KJ can win her way back in the game, this could be a huge narrative for her to make a push. But just judging on what I've seen from the players on the outs, I don't know what it was like to actually be in the game or what their perception was, but... They, none of them have made a play like Dave, uh, KJ, Chrissy, and I don't know what happens in the next few episodes. One of them could win it, so I could sound real silly right now, but I've always thought they're just playing it way too safe. They need to start making plays. It's deep in the game, eight episodes left. Uh, now, seven episodes left, three in this podcast. So we've seen Geordie voted to Purgatory KJ voted to Purgatory. Shay is already there as well. Now I'm going to sit down and jump into episode 18. This one, less butchering of my lines. I think we're going to see the Purgatory battle here. Someone winning their way back in the game. But maybe they hold it. Maybe it comes a bit later on. I can't remember what was on the next time on Survivor because I always love watching that. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love to wait and be like, oh, show me a bit of what is to come. So I'll tell you what is to come right now on the podcast, and that is Survivor Australia Blood vs. Water, episode 18 now. So getting close to the end, I'm going to sit down, turn this episode on, and look, I'll just make comments, I think, as as I go. I'm not going to go full recap, just going to make some comments as I go on things that I think are noteworthy, and I'll also jump briefly into the challenges, like what what's on the line for reward, who wins the reward, uh, what happens on the reward, immunity challenges, things like that. So look, you'll be able to hear anyway, so let's jump into it. Survivor Australia, Blood vs. Water, the catch-up, episode 18. Alrighty, jumping into episode 18, the main narratives. Well, Sam's idol that she stole from Jesse, no doubt that is still on people's minds. Does she have it? Does she not have it? She said that when they got back to camp, when they were at tribal, that people could search her bag. So that is absolutely the biggest narrative going into this. Sam's idol. Her husband, Mark, has an idol as well. They are a part of the majority alliance with Josh and Jordan. Are Josh and Jordan going to make a move? Is anyone on the outside going to make a move? We also have Purgatory. Three players still waiting in purgatory to get themselves back in the game. And as we jump into the episode, we see Shay alone. She's waiting to see who's going to be joining her. And it's Geordie and KJ. So a little bit of a twist there. Not just one, but two people joining her straight away. And as I said, the big narrative back at camp is Sam's idol. People know that Mark have an idol, has an idol, sorry. And now, look... They are absolutely the power players at the moment, Mark and Sam. She's been saying, like Michelle was talking about it uh, to her, and Sam said to Michelle, 
Jesse did not put an idol in my bag. This is stupid. And he didn't. Like, he just gave it to her. She put it in her skirt, I believe. So, uh, yeah, she's telling the truth. And she's saying it with a lot of conviction. It's I like it from Sam. That's how you play the game of Survivor. She's just saying, Jesse did not put an idol in my bag. That is a truth. It's a bit of a, you know, twisted truth. But... It's none. It's a truth nonetheless. So you can say it with conviction. Like you can be like, "No, I'm telling you." Like Jesse did not put an idol in my bag. You can look them in the eyes, uh, and that just kind of adds a little bit to your game when you can do things like that. And as for Michelle, I didn't mention her in the last episode. She didn't really feature, but she is still alive in the game. She's not even in purgatory, so she's still a massive chance to work her way to the end. Our remaining players are Mark, Sam, Josh, Jordan, Chrissy, Michelle, and Dave. So that is our final seven. And we've also got the three players in Purgatory. Now, Sam is talking to Mark. She says, look, people are going to soon be searching through my bag. We need to switch the idol now. She says, I need to put it in your bag. Mark's saying, let's not waste any time. So Sam quickly grabs the idol she puts it in Mark's bag in public view, but she transfers it from her bag to his. I don't believe anyone's seen it, but look, I think that everyone is clued on now that Mark and Sam are the power players. Josh and Jordan are not yet ready to split the majority, but surely now it's, it's come the time. Everyone has to make their moves now. And if no one makes a move, Mark and Sam have been making moves all along. So this is it. This is the crucial point. They've got to go for either Mark or Sam here. Otherwise, I think Mark or Sam win this season because they, they have too much power. One of them absolutely, undisputedly has to go here. That is just my opinion. I don't have the hindsight of what has actually happened. So I could end up sounding silly, but let's power through the episode, The Idol Now in Mark's Bag. And when Josh was talking to Jordan, he said, we need to start winning some necklaces. We need to start getting that individual immunity. So they want to make moves. It looks like Josh and Jordan are getting ready to start to make some moves. Josh seems like the bigger player than Jordan, but that could make him a bigger threat. And that could honestly make Jordan a really good chance of becoming the sole survivor. So very interested to see what is to come. And JLP, come on in. He tells all the players they're coming in. Is this a reward challenge? Is it the purgatory challenge? It's actually the immunity challenge. So individual immunity on the line here. There's a lot of different things. They have a ring that they have to land. It starts with a mud pit. Then there's haystacks. I missed what the other one was. Maybe ropes or something like that. Uh, and then the final stage, which only three of the players will qualify for. They have to get two fireballs into a pit. This is going to be a very physical and mental challenge. Going to be a tough one for them. They're very deep into the game. As far as the actual challenge, the early leaders are Chrissy, Mark, and Josh. They actually look good beyond the early stages for like the large portion of the challenge. We see that Sam is chasing as well. Everyone else lacking a little bit behind. Mark, he lands his third ring, so he is the first one to book his spot in the final stage. Josh is the next one to land his third ring. So Mark and Josh, two of the power players in the majority alliance. Is it time where they're going to go against each other? Well, at least for this challenge, yes, it is. Mark and Josh in the final stage 
Chrissy looks like the favorite to nab that last spot. She's going really well in this challenge. Jordan is still in it as well. Sam back in the challenge, giving herself every chance. And we've seen Dave, juicy Dave with a juicy emergence back into the challenge. Re-emergence, I guess. Dave is back, but the winner and advancing to the third stage alongside Mark and his cousin Josh is Jordan. So now it is going to be Mark up against Jordan and Josh. This should be one hell of a final stage and the fireballs are dope. I love that aspect for the challenge. It's a great visual and Survivor Australia has been on point. Longer format, more days, more physical challenges, more episodes a week. There are a lot of reasons to love Survivor Australia and fireballs. There's one right there. Now, Mark leads the challenge very early. He lands his first fireball in the pit. So in the fire pit, it goes. Mark, that was really, really quick. And it doesn't take him too long to land his second. So up against the two cousins, Mark gets it done. He wins individual immunity. He has an idol in his bag and he has Sam's idol in his bag. Uh, he's lucky it's in his bag and not Sam's. She might steal it from him, honestly. So Sam and Mark, no doubt the power players, Geordie was right, but look, I think everyone knows it as well, especially Josh, uh, Josh, Josh and Jordan, who just lost to him in the challenge as well. So Mark and Sam, it has been established. They are biggest threats to be crowned the winner and sole survivor. And it's a revelation because they've just found out that the next person to be voted out will be the fourth person joining Shay joining Geordie and KJ in Purgatory. So now they know what's up a little bit more than before. And look, Purgatory going to be very interesting. This upcoming vote, very interesting, because now they know that this person's not leaving the game for 100% sure, and that there is still Purgatory to come. And there are past players like Shay, Geordie, and KJ who could come back a lot of things for the players to calculate. But for Mark, he is at the very least safe from this vote. So he's not going to purgatory. I don't think he's going to play his idol, but maybe one of the idols gets played for Sam. I'm really excited to see how this all plays out. So Mark's safe from the vote. And right before the ad break, Josh makes a comment to like the fucking camera, I guess you'd call it. Still working out how to phrase that. Uh, he's saying he is ready to make a move. It's time to make some moves. It's time to make some waves. Hell yes. Josh and Jordan. He still has his cousin in the game. Blood versus water. That has that whole relationship dynamic. Only two, is it now? Couples remaining in the game. Josh, Jordan, and Mark and Sam. So is it time for them to go against each other? I think so. Josh thinks so. I'm now going to tune in to a little bit more of the episode. Getting very excited now. Episode 18. Now going to see what the strategy is like. And we'll soon find out who the fourth person will be joining Geordie, KJ and Shay in Purgatory. Okay, Lee Dokily. Goodness me, what a, what a return from me after... Coming off that immunity challenge, we see now that Mark is safe. Now, Mark's targets in terms of his strategy, mainly he wants to go for Michelle, but Dave is another option as well. We now know that Purgatory 
is absolutely a concept. Some of them are saying purgatory, which I guess I think that's actually how you say it. Uh, but at least I'm not butchering it as hard as Chrissy. She said judiciary, judiciary. I can't say that one. Judiciary, judiciary. Fucking hell. I do NRL too, so content. So I should know that one. Uh, perjury prodigy. So Chrissy, look, I ain't going to hang any shame on her after that last 30 seconds of me speaking. I actually love Chrissy, huge fan of hers. Uh, and purgatory means between heaven and hell. Now, with Sam, she wants to go couples strong, keep her alliance intact with Josh and Jordan, as well as obviously her husband, Mark. And she is thinking Dave and Michelle. That is what Mark was thinking as well. So at the moment, Dave and Michelle, definitely the ones in the most dangerous position unless someone wants to make a move. The most likely seem like Josh and Jordan. The purgatory thing is a bit of a... It's a hard one to do because you just don't know what's going to happen. So it would be better if you knew you were voting them out of the game for good in terms of making a big play. So I can kind of understand their thinking, but it definitely seems like Josh and Jordan are ready to blindside Mark and Sam. Whilst Mark and Sam, they want to keep that alliance intact at the very least at this stage and go for Dave or Michelle. Now, Sam talks to Dave uh, and... Yeah, at some point, I'll get into that in a second, actually, because I just got reminded of Dave's bed shit early in the season where he and Sam were allies and he threw Sam under the bus unnecessarily when he got paranoid very early in the game. But Juicy Dave is still here. So there is that past link with Sam, but the majority, now that Sam seems like she's set on getting Dave out, the majority seems to be Sam, Mark, Josh, Jordan and Chrissy, who since Jesse and Jordy have left the majority, it seems like that is where Chrissy is kind of fitting in. She's worked her way onto the right side of the numbers, which is really, really good for her game. So Chrissy now seems to be in the majority. And let's not forget, there is going to be a return in the mix. I'm thinking maybe even two of them get to come back into the mix. So we're going to see players return to the game. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, there is only a few episodes, so maybe we only see one player come back. But regardless, it is going to shake the game up a hell of a lot. And I think before then, we're going to start to see moves made. This is absolutely the clutch stage of the game. This is where the big moves need to be made. Now, Josh, he confronts Michelle. And Josh's plan, he wants to... He wants to get three votes on Sam and he wants to cause some paranoia and basically get them to flush their idol, her and Mark, flush one of those two idols and still keep that alliance intact, not break that trust just yet. So Josh, he gets, goes to Michelle, he's trying to get three votes on Sam and he just wants to flush that alliance, keep the alliance, uh, flush the alliance, flush the idol. Goodness me, getting ahead of myself. Very excited. Now, Josh also talks to Chrissy, and he talks to the juicy man, David, uh, about the three votes Sam. So that looks very likely. And all of a sudden, trying to crunch the numbers in my head, uh, Sam could very well be the one heading to purgatory. It just depends whether they are ready to make that move yet. So it seems like the options are Sam, Dave, and Michelle. If the votes are split, if Sam gets three, she could very well be a chance. 
if the votes are split all around, but I don't know. There's a lot of chat going on, so I don't know exactly where the votes are going, but Sam, Dave, or Michelle, those seem like the options in terms of the one who is going to be joining the other three in purgatory. Now, Juicy Dave, he is overdue a big move, and he's starting to make some. He's gone the route of juicy idle chat. He's decided that he's going to ramp up the juiciness, and David is just going to keep mentioning the idol, make it a real thing so that it gets in Sam's head, and she really, really strongly considers either her playing her idol or Mark playing one of the idols for her. So, look, Juicy Dave has gone full juice mode. I love it. Very much juicy time. Hell yes, I love some juicy idol chat. Now, if you thought juicy was the buzzword, at the moment in camp, paranoia is absolutely the buzzword. Juicy Dave trying to ramp up the paranoia so that Sam and Mark just feel that there is no choice but to play one of those two idols. Purgatory, not a guarantee. If one person returns, then you really only have a 25% chance of getting back into the game. So this is still very much a big vote, very big vote. And Sam could be in danger, especially if there are at least three votes on her. But Josh, Jordan, I think they're going to look to keep that alliance intact like they've been talking about. So we could be seeing a juicy exit from Dave or Michelle was the other one. Speaking of Dave, he is in decoy Dave mode now. Out to spook Mark and Sam. So very juicy, very spooky decoy Dave. Sam is urgently targeting Dave. No shit. Yeah, he's gone full juicy mode. He's gone the juicy idle chat. He has gone decoy Dave. He's ramping up the paranoia. He's throwing the word spook out there. He's spooking them. And Sam is like, all right, all right. This is too juicy. I got to get this guy immediately out of here. So Sam is really intensifying the push for Dave, which is good for Michelle's game, most definitely. And we could be seeing Sam and Dave on somewhat of a collision course here. Dave, what he does in response, he goes on a blatant idol hunt right in front of Sam, who's following him. Juicy Dave, gone full juicy mode, going on an idol hunt. And look, Sam's following him, so Dave just says... Do you want to help me find an idol? Like, I'm loving this. Now, look, I'm sorry to say Juicy so much, but Juicy Dave is taking over. He is finally making waves. I needed to see the juice. We hadn't seen much juice. It is not being withheld here. Not being withheld at all. Same confrontational, but Dave not withholding the juice. Still talking about the idol chat and just being like, Eh, Sam would be like, this is what makes the most sense. And then Dave would, you know, kind of just be like, eh, that doesn't make much sense to me. So <laughs> very enjoyable watching, enjoying this a lot. Dave and Sam could be going head to head for that last spot in Purgatory. And we have a tribal incoming. So are we going to see the Purgatory in this episode? I believe we are. There's still quite a bit to go and we are already at Tribal Council, but Speaking of Tribal Council, I'm going to jump straight into it. And look, there was a bit of chat, but because it's a vote for Purgatory, I just thought I'm going to go straight to the votes, or at least before the votes. Let's see if Sam or Mark play their idol, because I know that a lot of the chat is just going to be noise and trying to drive that paranoia. So I want to cut to the chase. Right now, I'm going to go straight to Tribal Council and straight to the votes. Who's going to be the fourth person going to Purgatory?
Here we are at the votes. JLP says that line. If anyone has an idol and would like to play it, you know, who wants to play it? Mark, Sam? No one. No idol play. So very interesting move. Mark and Sam seem to feel safe enough, which is a big, big thing. They obviously are in the majority alliance. And as I've mentioned many times, the people on the outskirts, they just haven't made enough big moves up to this point. Also, one other point, using 10 play, way too many ads. Having to review this and watch the episode, I have wasted so much of my time today having to watch ads. I'm sure, yeah, like that helps put the show on and whatnot, but honestly, so many ads. Hopefully you're enjoying this podcast without any ads, you know, I'm right now, you know, I'm, I'm not selling anything. And I promise if I ever have any kind of ads, it will align with the general views of the podcast. I'm never going to promote things that I don't think, at least at the very least base level, that I don't enjoy. Uh, and I tell you something, I don't enjoy uh, too many ads. So this has been sponsored by absolutely nothing, nobody. I'm sponsoring myself right now at this point. So thank you for listening. Appreciate the support. Nobody has played an idol here at Tribal Council. So let's get to the votes. Who is going to be joining Shay, Geordie and KJ in Purgatory? The first vote is for Michelle. David gets the second vote, presumably from Sam. Michelle gets the next vote. So two votes, Michelle. But I'm wondering, are some Sam votes incoming? The three votes theory. Are the three votes going to come into play? Well, there hasn't been one yet. But all of a sudden, if there's, you know, a couple that aren't hers at the start, we may see a little bit of a flood for Sam at the end. So two votes, Michelle. One vote for Dave. Michelle gets a next vote. So she's got three votes now. And the 17th person voted out. And the fourth person joining Purgatory, Michelle. So now we have our Purgatory lineup. We are going to get that challenge in this 18th episode as well. So the Purgatory challenge for a place in the game. We have Michelle, Shay, Geordie and KJ all with their own individual reasons why they want to get back in. For Geordie, it is especially personal. For Shay, she is ready to shake up the game. Michelle, only freshly voted out. And KJ, the underdog, looking for a huge thing to put on her resume and a chance to fight for the opportunity, nearly butchered it, to be sole survivor. So, look... The power at this stage absolutely lays with Mark and Sam. Josh and Jordan as a couple, probably the next in terms of power, but the idols, the idols are still in play. Mark and Sam, absolutely the power players. That has been the theme of this entire podcast, basically. But big moves incoming. Someone is returning to the game. If I could pick, I'm going to say it's going to be Geordie has too much to play for. He really wants that revenge, and I think he's going to will himself to the win. Okay, they did a little bit of a preview of the purgatory stuff and why each player wanted to win, but I thought, look, this is the catch-up, so let's get right to the important stuff, and that is the purgatory challenge itself. I am too keen for this. I'm just ready to jump in. Now, they've got an obstacle course. They are going to be gradually building 
a pole up to about seven or eight lengths, really, really high. And they've got a ball or two balls. Uh, I struggled to keep up with that. My apologies. Now, JLP, the first three people, the first three to win this purgatory challenge are back. That is huge. Only one person is actually being voted out here. Three people are back. That totally changes it. Mark and Sam and all these majority alliances and everything that has come so far is now out the window. There are idols. There are all sorts of, you know, existing relationships. There are trains going on in the background of this podcast. That one, the weekly, especially fast train, good on the train driver, whatever the go is with that. But look, trying to bring myself back here, everything that has happened up to this point is now out the window and it is totally going to be turned on its head. Everyone with a 75% chance of working their way back from purgatory into the game. And that will totally, totally change the dynamic. So this is the most excited I have been in this season. Other than the Sam Jesse's idol play, that was the other point. But now everything that has happened to this point is coming to a head. I am very excited. So much to come. Still two episodes after this 18th one to come in this podcast as well. But the Purgatory Challenge itself, Shay looks good early. Geordie has the lead. And once they get up to six sections of the poll, things start to get very tricky. Geordie has a huge lead, looks destined to earn his spot back in the game. Now they're up to seven sections of the poll as well. So all of a sudden it's getting a bit slower and a bit more tense and it's really building toward the big finish. Speaking of the finish, Geordie, the first to win. So I didn't realize three were going to be back, but if there was one to win, I thought it would be Geordie. He is the first to secure his place in the game. That is one everyone wanted to see because you just know that is going to cause a hell of a lot of chaos, mayhem on the cards. I love this. Geordie, the first of three to work their way back in the game. My voice is blowing out. I'm losing it. One person is going, three people back, two spots left, but three people vying for those two spots. So still a lot of challenge to go. Now, Shay, she still looks pretty decent. Michelle is a chance as well, but Shay gets over the line next. She is the second to secure her spot. She was another that I was really keen to see earn her way back. And Geordie and Shay out of the four were probably the strongest or were definitely the strongest when it came to the challenges and winning and things like that. So I always thought they were the two top contenders. Geordie and Shay are back. There is one spot left in the game. We have a showdown between Michelle and KJ. And it's KJ who secures the final spot. I said if she could work her way back from purgatory, then it is game on. That is something to add to the resume. And she can come back. She needs to have the aim of making moves, which I'm sure she will. All of a sudden, a lot of things are coming into play. Only two couples left in the game. So much chaos has been caused. So many different things have happened in the course of this season. We now have three players back in the game, KJ, Shay, and Geordie. So congratulations to them. Unfortunate for Michelle, all in the space of one episode. She is the one who has been voted out. 
So she will join the jury. She came along with her twin sister for the season, Mel. And look, they had a great run. Michelle, unfortunately, she'll be joining the jury, but congratulations to her. Thanks for coming this season. Great member of the cast. And the identical twins. Uh, that was a very enjoyable aspect, especially because they were split up at the start. So playing different games as well. Michelle got that little bit further than her sister, who was... I think the bigger fan of the show. So very well done, Michelle made it right into the clutch stages, uh, gone in the space of one episode though. So unfortunate for her. We have three people back in the game though. Total game changer. Mark and Sam now significantly less power. They are no longer the power players. Everyone knows about their idols. They are threats. They could find themselves on the bottom coming into this 19th episode so that is it for the 18th episode if you've been enjoying it don't forget to follow us on instagram at not just a sports report got a hell of a lot of things in the works for that plenty coming up and plenty happening over there already but that has been episode 18 coming up just quickly for episode 19 some narratives i'm looking at obviously shay geordie and kj are back in the game there is no doubt chaos incoming the best part of the season is about to unravel right now. I cannot wait to sit down and watch it. This, These episodes now, from 19 onwards, are where the game is won and lost. So this is it. The true clutch stages of the game now. I could not be more excited. Episode 19, we have the Misfits up against the Majority. My goodness, cannot wait. So that's been episode 18, and now we've got two episodes to go. So there's no time to waste. Let's get straight into it. Survivor Australia, Blood vs. Water, episode 19. There is no doubt in my mind that the outcasts are set to turn the game on its head as we enter day 37, so already 11 days longer than the United States season 41 and 42 have gone for making this the hardest survivor in my opinion to win in the last couple of years very very great season being enjoying it a lot and for the players on day 37 who weren't you know cast out to purgatory they thought that they were so much closer to the end they'd already gotten rid of three of these people and now they're going to have to do it all again so back to square one basically as we are now down to the final nine in this game Geordie is back Sam would have thought it was over between her and Geordie but he is back with revenge on his mind Sam specifically is the one that he wants to get rid of Geordie is keen to break the majority and he's hoping that he can build a really strong three with himself Shay and KJ the misfits from purgatory so Really keen to see how this episode develops. And look, Geordie is refusing to work with Sam. She came and had a bit of a chat to him early. And he said, like, look, you're my last option. So, yeah, you know, like, it's good that they can have an open line of communication still. But, yeah, it's good. I like that. Just like, yeah, I'm not working with you. No way. Not after what happened with Jesse. And for Sam, she's done really well to navigate two people that she has really you know pissed off and I guess you could say fucked over in the sense of the game uh Sophie earlier in the season thought she was friends with Sam thought they were close they could trust each other and then Sam blindsided her early 
Then Sophie made her way back in the game. Sam's got to be thinking, oh no, here I am trying to play like some real devious scheming gameplay. And Sophie's back, so she had to try and get rid of Sophie again. Uh, and now, you know, Geordie, who's telling everyone about her idol, really basically blowing her whole game up, showing everyone her true colors in the sense of the game. Like she's, I wouldn't say she's like this in real life, but it's awesome. I love that she's come all in to play this game and make some brutal uh, blindsides and really big moves. And look, Sam, now she's got to deal with Geordie coming back in the game. So respect to Sam. She's actually done really well to navigate this, considering two of the people who've been able to see what her true game plan is, they've come back and they've tried to expose it. And it's still, look, it's starting to get exposed, but she's done so well to get to this point without it being a thing. Like the majority are just happy to stick with her and go along for the ride with her and Mark, who, as I keep saying, they are the power players, but it looks like now there is a shift in the power dynamic with the outcasts returning. And yep, once again, no doubt, Geordie up against Sam. That is going to be the key theme until one of these two goes home. I expect that to come to a head in this episode. Of course, there is the immunity challenge as well. So both of them will have a chance to earn their safety at tonight's vote. Now, let's jump on to a great part of any Survivor season. We are jumping into the Survivor Auction, so no reward challenge today. If you don't remember or don't know how the Survivor Auction works, the players are given $500. Uh, certain items come out and the players can bid for it. So, quick coverage on the Survivor Auction. First uh, item was a meat pie with sauce. Chrissy got that one for $100. So, Chrissy... Very keen on the meat pie with sauce. Up next, we had a chicken parmigiana with chips and beer. Jordan, straight away, 500 spent all his money. And a pretty big, sizey chicken parma too. It did look good, so money well spent for Jordan. After that, they brought out a burger with the works. Josh and David both bid 500 but how it works is if there is like, you know, if they can't reach an agreement then they have to draw rocks and whoever gets the odd rock well that's their 500 dollars rock and for the other they'll get the burger so josh retracts his offer for the burger and juicy dave gonna enjoy a juicy burger with the works up next a covered item so bit of a mystery one sam definitely seems keen to get an advantage here she's keeping her eye on the gameplay side of things rather than the rewards that are on offer and I think her and Mark could very well go for this one. Now, for the covered item, Geordie, he goes 500. And Sam turns to Mark and is kind of like, you know, we can't let him get anything here. So Mark, he bids his 500 as well. Goes head-to-head -head with Geordie. Great narrative in this Survivor auction. They are going to draw rocks. So they draw four rocks. And look, Chrissy is convinced that it's an egg. She keeps saying, I'm telling you, it's an egg. Uh, which made me laugh. I'm a huge fan of Chrissy. The more the season goes on, the more I'm a fan of her as well. Now, Mark, he wins, so he gets the covered item, and Geordie has spent his $500 on a rock. Got a feel for him. You could tell when the chicken parmigiana was coming out and the burger and the meat pie. You could really tell that's when he realized just how hungry he was. Well, I don't know if you can eat the rock, unfortunately. But for Mark, he has won steak and chips with a soft drink. That would be 
amazing out on Survivor. My goodness. So look, Mark, no advantage for him, but that's an advantage in itself. I think he'll be happy with that. Now, next one is a pizza with red wine. Shea scoops that up for $300. That's a pretty good one. I wouldn't mind any of these. I'd probably, I'd lose my money very quickly. Next up, we have another covered item. Sam jumping straight on that for $500. Very keen game player, going hard every step of the way. Sam, covered item, ooh, very juicy. Not Juicy Dave though, Juicy Sam. Uncovers a Vegemite toast. Vegemite toast. $500 for Vegemite toast. Look, Sam was positive in good spirits about it. Like, I'm sure she was like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. But she was like, you know, at least it's something, which is very true. Good, good attitude to have. $500 for Vegemite toast for Sam. Next up, another covered item. And now Sam, Mark, and Geordie are all out of the running. KJ ends up getting it for $220 and it ends up being under the cover a cup of tea. So I was like, ah, that's actually kind of lame. But then as she comes up to get the cup of tea, KJ finds a little yellow slip that seems to be some kind of advantage or clue or something like that. So KJ grabs her tea and I really, really like that because it was subtle the players thought maybe it would be, you know, revealed as an advantage and just a straight out, you know, get to do something. But that one flew under the radar really well. I only just noticed it like it was very well done and very subtle. And for $220, KJ has picked herself up not only some kind of clue, but also a cup of tea. Very nice. Uh, just sip on that and, you know. Be good. You're just sipping on that like, oh shit, yeah, I can't wait to read this clue. Now, next up, a letter from home. Shay jumps straight on that at $200. She wins her letter, so she comes up to collect it, but JLP got a dilemma. He's like, you want to read your family letter? Well, I'm going to give you a fucking, quite frankly, ridiculous proposal. Does make the great game a lot better though, but a ridiculous proposal, dilemma, and JLP says, do you want to keep your letter or give everyone else their letter and give your letter up? It's just like, oh, you know, damn, how could, it's hard. I would like to think that maybe I would just be like, I'm taking my letter, you know, you guys, I'm not giving you guys any morale boosts in this game, but no, honestly, you just have to give up the letter and you can tell that Shay was actually really emotional about it. She really really wanted that letter and JLP's like uh well here's your options either you get your letter and no one does or you don't get your letter and everyone else does so uh rough but she gives it up the the tribe were like you can keep it you can keep it but she gave it up and as we'd come to find when they're reading the letters I, I think it was definitely worth it but the auction is now over Shay giving everyone a letter a lot of people getting a quality feed, except for Sam with her Vegemite toast and Geordie with his $500 rock. And for KJ, sipping on that cup of tea with a clue, a clue. We don't know what to, what's to come yet, but I'm loving this. She's come back from purgatory. She's added something to her resume, as I said, and now she's got herself a clue and another opportunity to make a big play and all of a sudden be a real dark horse to be a threat once it gets to the later stages in this game which it already is, actually. It is the latest stages. We are in the absolute clutch stage. So now's the time to make big moves. 
KJ, well, I am very intrigued to see what this clue entails. Now, let's get quickly to the family letters. A few people read theirs. I didn't write too many notes, but it is a huge morale boost for all of the players to be able to get that, except for Shay, but it really does give you a lift. They do it later in the game. When you've really been through a lot, like 38 days is of a hell of a long time. They're starting to really feel it. The paranoia, the intensity of the game, the nonstop kind of action and just having to be on all the time. So to get that family letter, it kind of reminds you, not only takes you back to your actual life and you know everything that you miss back home, but it also reminds you what you're playing for and you know, it gives you that extra incentive to go out and win the next challenge and win the whole game. So Shay giving everyone a big boost. I found Geordie's quite emotional to uh, read. His, I didn't read it actually, but to watch. Uh, and the most emotional, Josh, he talked a bit about, um, yeah, just really wanting to have kids, but there were some issues there and they were trying to get it sorted out between he and his fiance. Issues in terms of having kids, not in their like uh, relationship, but his fiance sent a letter and she is pregnant. So uh, that was unbelievable. Like Josh breaking down into tears. That was the most emotional moment in a season that has been driven by loved ones. Everyone came out here with someone that is close to them. They're playing the game. And I think that's kind of cool that Josh has his cousin Jordan still in the game and they can share that moment together and he can be like, holy shit, I'm going to be a dad. Uh, so, yeah, unreal, unreal. Really happy to see that. That's one of those great moments in Survivor. I love when it, you know... They break down that strategy and everything and you do see some truly real life moments, interactions and things like that. And that was definitely one of them. Uh, very emotional, but in a great way, like good on Josh. And it's crazy because if Shay hadn't have given up her letter, then Josh wouldn't have known that he was going to be a dad. So absolutely wild. And that that one makes it worth it, I think. Like that is one where it's like, OK, in my opinion, I was like that. I think is worth giving up your letter for, even if it was purely just for Josh to receive that news. So thanks, Shay. Very, very good work from Shay in that regard. And after everyone sharing these beautiful moments, like, oh my God, Josh is going to be a dad and oh, people's kids and things like that. Now you got to go back to voting each other out uh, with this intel. Now it's like, all right, well, now you got to vote Josh out. He's having this kid and he's going to be dad for the first time like oh if he gets to the end people might want to vote for him so now you gotta vote him out <laughs> so yeah survivor very brutal in that regard and as for kj look after the reward challenge or not the reward the auction kj went and she has found an advantage her uh, uh, english fucking deteriorating her advantage is that kj is going to choose any three players to leave tribal council immediately so they cannot be voted for and she has to use that within the next two tribal councils so her dilemma is really does she stick with the misfits and save them all and piss off the majority or does she show some kind of allegiance to the majority and win their trust which i think would be such a wrong move i've said the whole time someone needs to go against the majority this has to be where it happens uh so i'm really hoping that KJ uses it for the Misfits advantage. But yeah, in the next two episodes, so by the end of the podcast, KJ is going to have played this advantage unless she doesn't play it at this tribal and gets voted out. But I think 
at this stage, it's unlikely. So that is an absolute game changer of an advantage. I cannot wait to see how it plays out. Uh, and now it is time to jump in to the immunity challenge. So this one was a bit hard to recap. So I'm just going to go straight into the winner of individual immunity. And that is Josh. So he got a huge lift from that letter. He is now going to be a dad. And we have seen players use these emotions and things before. If you saw the US Survivor 41st season, you may remember Danny McRae, who was and a former NFL player, and on the anniversary of his father's death, which I believe he died in a car crash when Danny was really young, uh, on the anniversary of his death, you know, he had this moment where he's out there on Survivor, and he had ne never really kind of confronted these emotions that he had about his father passing and just some resentment toward the situation, and being out on Survivor, like, forced him to have to kind of confront that because he was out there with his thoughts. There was, you can't go anywhere. You're just on the beach. There's nothing to distract you. So he ended up having this like beautiful moment uh, on the anniversary of his father's death. And in that next immunity challenge, he came out and he won. He used that as fuel and that is what got him the win. I think that's kind of what has happened as well here with Josh. I know he was already really keen to win some challenges, but yeah, some of these things that are just very deep and very much real life rather than the game they seem to really spur players on to go to that next level so josh getting individual immunity he will be safe from the vote which he could have definitely been an option but now that gives he and jordan a little bit more time to make some moves the majority and Sam, they've been talking after the challenge and Sam wants to go Geordie. She's saying, let's just go all in on Geordie. We've got to get rid of him. He is the Joker, as he calls himself. Let's not forget, though, that KJ has that advantage. So it's all well and good if the majority just want to number up and get rid of Jesse just like that. But they don't realize KJ in the background on the outskirts has this unreal advantage where she can just totally, she has all the power. She has all the power. Everyone can want to vote one way. They could want to vote three people out. They could say, let's just split all our votes on these three. And KJ could take them all out. So no one realizes that they have very little power and that KJ holds all the cards right now. That could definitely benefit the Purgatory Three, who I hope will stick together in this battle where we are seeing the misfits up against the majority. I am so ready for someone from the majority to get picked off or for some kind of change in the way it's been going because the direction has been the same for a long time. The swing vote to help change all of that, Josh and Jordan. Now is the time where they need to make a move. I think they know it. I think everyone knows it. And Mark and Sam no doubt know it as well with two idols. This may be the episode where we see one of them played. And look, Geordie is gone up to Josh and Jordan. His plan, he's saying, let's do like a 4-4-1. Four, four, so the one vote goes to like Shay or KJ. And he said, split four votes on Sam, four votes on me. And if Sam plays her idol, I go home. You guys have nothing to lose here. But if it's a draw we vote Sam out. If she doesn't play her idol, we get rid of Sam and her idol. So oh, it's, it's going to be big. It really is going to be big because Josh and Jordan, 
they know that they have to make a big move and they've stuck with the majority all the way whilst knowing that they have to make a move. Who's going to make the first move, though? That is definitely my question. If Josh and Jordan stick with Sam and Mark here for just one episode longer, that could be what burns them. They could end up getting blindsided. So Geordie and Sam, the rivalry is finally coming to a head. Geordie is 100% right with what he's telling everyone. Everything he is saying is spot on, and Josh and Jordan know that. So this, as I've been saying for a long time, someone needs to make a play. Josh and Jordan seem to be the key if there is a big play to be made. And look, Sam and Mark, with a bit of a discussion before Tribal Council, they are going to leave their idols at camp. So Sam, she knows that if she plays her idol tonight, and saves herself, then everyone knows that Geordie is right and that she's been sneaky and that she's been lying and that her and Mark are the power players. So they are going to leave their idols. That is a huge play. I honestly think Sam could be going here, but the plan is we leave two idols at camp. If one of us gets voted out, then one of us is coming back to two idols. So a hugely sacrificial play. You would probably never see this in a regular season of Survivor, but in Blood versus Water with that loved one's element, this is the pinnacle of that kind of idea. So one of these players, Mark or Sam, could be the sole power player returning to the game with two idols. But the best case scenario for both of them is that neither of them get voted out that Geordie goes and that the idle chat starts to lessen a little bit, but it's hard to, hard to say that's going to happen when it is so deep in the game. So Mark and Sam leaving their idols at camp. I think Sam could be gone here, to be honest, but that in itself gives Mark two idols. He has a very strong working relationship with Josh and Jordan, and at times he's even worked with Geordie. So all around, I think Mark could be a major threat It'll be interesting to see whether the majority decide to put four votes on Sam or whether they just say now is the time to get rid of Geordie. So plenty of questions heading into Tribal. Not to forget KJ's advantage as well. Is she going to go with the majority? Help Sam and Mark out when they're so powerful? That would be lame in my opinion and totally the wrong move. KJ needs to help the misfits here. They need to build something where they can become the majority. If they stick strong as a three and don't deviate from the path, then people will want to work with them and they can be on the right side of the numbers. But the essential sticking point is that they have to stay together. So KJ, I believe in her. I think she's going to make the right decision. I hope she does not make the same mistake twice of sticking with the majority and not making a big play. But coming up, I'm about to sit down and watch the Tribal Council. I decided to write the notes and then I like to do my Tribal recording straight after the raw emotion of what I've seen. So I'm going to sit down for Tribal Council now. And yeah, I'll be back in a couple of seconds thanks to the power of editing. All right, Tribal Council time. And thankfully, I don't think you can hear it. I can hear it. My housemate uh, back on his bullshit. So... Loudest guy on the block, self-proclaimed, but quick good news as well. I am very, very close to moving out of here, so soon I'll have the podcast set up refined, and that is going to help with the quality tenfold. So a lot coming up, but let's jump into this Tribal Council. Apologies if you can hear any of the music, but I don't believe this mic picks it up. Now, Tribal Council, Geordie talks about 
how he's not here to coast. That's why he originally tried to make a move to break up the majority that kind of backfired on him. But he and Jesse, they weren't here to just coast, have an easy ride and a clear-cut, plain narrative. He was here to shake it up and that, to his credit, is what he's done. And speaking of shake it up, KJ dropping the bombshell early with her revelation. She comes straight out with the advantage. Three people are going to leave. I thought maybe it was going to be her and the other misfits, but she's chosen Chrissy, Mark, and Josh. So Chrissy, Mark, and Josh have to go back. They cannot vote. They will not be voted for, but now they have to sit at camp whilst Sam and Geordie, as well as Juicy Dave, now very clear targets. So KJ has totally shaken it up. And as Mark's leaving, he drops an idol for Sam. So he has brought the idol. He felt it was the right move. Really good call there from Mark. He's given it to Sam. And this has totally changed the game. Now, KJ, speaking of changing the game, she has now totally changed the narrative. Now we are starting to see big moves made. And like I said, KJ is adding very nicely to her resume. Now, Sam, she's going around. She's whispering to everyone that she has Mark's idol, that Mark gave her the idol. And there's this whole, the whole thing has been revolving around this two idols or one idol. Or Mark has one. Does Sam have one? And now she's saying that she's got Mark's. Look, Jordan is oblivious to all of this. He still trusts Sam. He doesn't believe that she has a second idol, which we, the viewers, know that she does. Whereas Dave, he's not so much buying it. He's a little bit more suspicious of everything that's going on. It's time to vote now, so let's see who's going home. Chrissy, Mark, and Sam... Uh, not Sam, sorry. Chrissy, Mark, and Josh are gone, so they cannot vote. And JLP asks if anyone has an idol, would they like to play it? Sam does not play Mark's idol, so she could be sent packing here, or if this is successful, her and Mark will retain both the immunity idols. Now, there are only going to be six votes here because three people got sent back to camp, so let's get straight into it. Geordie gets the first, I'd say that's from Sam. Geordie the second, so two votes Geordie, I would say Jordan voted for Geordie. Then one vote for Jordan, so Battle of the Jordans. Second vote for Jordan, so now it is two votes Geordie, two votes Jordan. Jordan gets a third vote, so he could be in a lot of trouble here. And the 15th person voted out of Survivor Australia, Blood versus Water, Jordan. So Josh will not be happy about that. At least they got to share that moment where Josh found out that he was going to be a father. But Jordan, in extreme circumstances with a crazy twist, has been sent packing Ever since this purgatory, the game has been totally shaken up. All the players that thought that they were in such a power position, now not so much. Jordan has been sent home. Geordie's revenge begins. That is one of the four. I'm sure he'd be willing to work with Josh, but he definitely wants to get Mark. He definitely wants to get Sam. And they've got rid of one of Mark and Sam's most crucial numbers, crucial allies, one of the guys who trusts them the most in the game. So very interesting. Jordan is gone. And if you listen to my first edition where I went through the first three episodes of the season, I was hearing they were saying like husband and wife, you know, father and daughter. And then it was like a pilot and his personal trainer cousin. And I just thought that was strange. I didn't know why they didn't just say cousins. 
Now I know. Both of them were going very far. They didn't get a run at all in the first three episodes, but turning out to be very prominent players. What a run it was from Jordan with his cousin Josh still in the game. So thanks for coming, Jordan. Now Josh playing the individual game. And look, there is one episode left to go on this podcast where I'm going through the four episodes as I break it into two halves and get all the way through, catch up on this season. So about to jump into episode 20, where surely we are going to see the fallout of KJ's move and everything that follows now that it is four on four. Mark and Sam have idols, still making them the power players, which has been the major theme of this podcast. And as we close very close to finding out who the sole survivor will be this season, it has turned into an individual game. Everyone playing for themselves, except the remaining couple, Mark and Sam. I keep saying it, the power players at the moment, two idols. It's just, it's too hard to stop. But I think now we're going to see people flip. Surely they need to get rid of the idols. Or does Josh stick with the numbers, the ones who didn't vote out his cousin? Going to be very interesting. So that is episode 19. And now I'm going to sit down for the final episode of this podcast episode 20 a lot to cover i am sure so let's get into it all right let's cut to the chase only one episode to go uh of this podcast powered through a big old marathon uh going out for drinks pretty shortly so gonna try and get this done in time so that i'm not running late which happens uh when trying to record things and running overdue so look we are at episode 20 and the tribe come back to Mark, Chrissy, and Josh, who, look, they're unaware of the result, but no doubt they would be worried about both Sam and Jordan, and that's exactly what went down. Jordan getting voted out, Josh no doubt fuming, the raw emotion of finding out that same night. He is very angry with KJ, and now everyone, except for Mark and Sam, have felt that family element of having their loved one blindsided, voted out of the game. Now, the dominating theme has been the two idols. The chat has just been nonstop. That has been driving all the action, all the decisions. And look, hopefully it comes to a head in this episode because it has just been a constant theme. Not that that's a bad thing. It's made it highly entertaining to see what is exactly going to play out. We are now on day 40 as well. So congratulations to all the players. That is a huge milestone to get all the way through to the day 40 mark. And this is where the game is won and lost. Between day 40 and the end, this is where it becomes truly an individual game. You have to make the right plays because you can get to the end. But if you've done nothing from day 40 onward or nothing or comparatively to some of your opponents, then it's not going to count for anything. You have to make a big move. You have to add things to the resume. That is what is most important in the modern day version of Survivor. Every move counts. So it's going to be a very, very interesting one. And Josh has made it very clear he is going to be targeting KJ. He wants revenge. He is not hiding that. With Mark and Sam, though, they are less on board. They are so keen to get rid of Geordie. He is constantly bringing up the idols. And it seems like it's just got to come to a head at some point. The idols have to be played or Jesse, not Jesse, sorry, Geordie, my apologies, or Sam are going to have to go. That's the way it's heading. It is just a head-to-head collision course, as it has been for quite some time now in this season. Definitely still Sam up against Geordie. That is not going to change until one of them leaves the game. Now, Chrissy, 
very interesting play. She goes up to Josh and she says, look, there are two idols. If there are, even if there's just one idol, we need to make a move. It is time to go for Sam. So fuck yeah, really happy with that. From Chrissy, huge fan of hers. And look, she acknowledges it's time to start making the big plays. It is day 40. So it absolutely has to be time. You have to flush the idols. If they don't play it, then you can vote them out. But look, they know they're in danger. So at the very least, it's so late in the game. You have to flush the idols. If it doesn't happen right now, then in my opinion, Mark or Sam are going to win. There are plenty of other contenders. Geordie, the main one. Josh, Shay, KJ, Chrissy. Well, we'll just wait and see how Chrissy ends up doing. She's ready to make a big play now. So plenty of contenders, but Mark and Sam, if both of them survive this tribal, then one of them is going to win. That is my opinion. Get to the immunity challenge. And look, I'll go straight to the final stages. As I said, I'm going to go out for drinks. Uh, The final stages has Mark leading and Geordie chasing. Basically, they were rolling a ball up a ramp. They had to race to line up blocks before the uh, ball rolled back down and knocked the blocks over. They had to line them up kind of in a domino effect to get them to knock them all down to win the challenge. I actually picked Geordie to win. Now, he was chasing Mark, but Geordie lost half his stack right at the crucial moment. And look, Mark got it done. So that puts Sam in a lot of trouble because now the two idle chat, it is just dominating everything as I've been saying. So Mark, he has won individual immunity, safe from the vote, also has an idol. But in my opinion, this pits Sam in a lot of danger. Another um, note I wrote was that there are so many ads and I hate it. The ads are fucking wasting so much of my time. That's, as I said, I'm going out for a few drinks and I'm like you know what I could have had this podcast out by now if it weren't for the fucking ads they take so so long so I'm not gonna harp on that but ads suck now in my opinion the majority will be decided tonight at least in terms of the numbers but it is very much an individual game Juicy Dave is a swing vote and Josh potentially as well Geordie went up to Josh he's been pitching Sam for all the reasons I've been talking about, Sam and Mark have played before as well. They are undoubtedly the major threats to win. Josh has to flip now. That is my opinion. It's the only move that makes sense. Josh has to flip now. Otherwise, look, when he gets voted out and blindsided by Mark or Sam, then, yeah, then he'll be thinking back to this moment and thinking, I had to make a move then and there. Is he going to make the personal vendetta against KJ affect his game? We're going to have to wait and see. But then Juicy Dave comes up to Josh. So this time it's not just Geordie, but Juicy Dave. And he is saying, we need to flip now. It seems like Chrissy is on board as well. It's the only move that makes sense. Mark has immunity. You have to go for Sam. I don't want to keep harping on about it, but that is just the option that you have to go. It's got to happen at Tribal tonight. It is no longer a numbers game. It's an individual game. And this is the move. If you don't make it, then shame on you when Sam and Mark go on to win the the game. They both can't, but at this point, it looks certain that one of them are going to win. Now, Josh trusts Mark, so that does make it interesting because he doesn't have that same trust in Geordie or Dave, who flipped to vote his cousin out last night. So Josh may very well stick with Mark. The votes are going to be very interesting as far as how the game goes forward from here in the final four episodes to follow. 
For Sam, she wants to retain the majority. She wants everyone to go on Geordie. It's clear at this point she's not going to stop until Geordie is gone. And Mark, he feels very relaxed. He's not as stressed as Sam. He is saying Juicy Dave is absolutely on board. He's going to come to our side again and vote out Geordie. But that is not the case. We know that Dave is coming for Sam. So Mark, very relaxed. But Sam kind of cluing on that she is in danger here. Okay, there is one thing left to do before wrapping up what is 50% of the rest of this season. Four episodes down. Oh, it's been a wild ride. I'm right into it again. Uh, having watched them all back to back. Cannot wait to get into the next podcast. But first, Tribal Council. Now, Dave talks about how Sam at Tribal, which a lot of the members of the majority weren't present for. Dave says that Sam threw Jordan under the bus. And look... There's a bit of chat. Josh is telling Mark, play the idol for Sam before the votes are read. But Sam doesn't play the idol. So I think she's gone here. I think they, Mark should have definitely played the idol then and there for her. So first vote is for Sam. Then Geordie. Sam gets a vote and Geordie again. So two apiece. Sam and Geordie get another vote. So three votes Sam. Three votes Geordie. Is Sam going to get rid of Geordie finally and be able to t- totally take over the game? Or is Geordie finally going to have his moment? He can see Jesse on the jury is smiling. He's nervous though. He is very nervous because his brother may be about to join him on that jury. But there is potential for Sam, the same lady who stole that idol from Jesse, to be joining him on the jury. So look, nervous excitement at three votes apiece. Next vote Sam. That is four votes Sam. Three votes, Geordie. I think we know the way this is going to go with one vote left. 16th person voted out of Survivor Australia, Blood versus Water, Sam, in the biggest elimination yet. And that is saying something considering the queen of Survivor, Sandra, took part in this season. But Sam has been the major player. She's played the villain at times and overall one of the most powerful players we have ever seen in Survivor Australia history. So... Wow, what an epic moment. So much vindication to finally see Geordie get that revenge. Sam was so hard to get rid of in the game for so long, I was saying, they need to break up the majority. Well, now Jordan is gone and Sam has followed. So the majority well and truly broken up. Thanks to Sam. What an amazing performance this season. She was a major contributor. The Stolen Idol was the moment of the season, at least so far. And now we have no remaining couples. It is 100% an individual game. One of the all-time great players now of Australian Survivor, Sam, is gone. Would not be surprised if we see her come back in a future season. And now for Mark. Well... Look, plenty of people are going to be gunning for him, but in my position, uh, my position, in my opinion, he is still in the power position. There we go. Muddled my lines a bit. He has two idols, and if he plays them correctly and uses what social links he still has in the game, then Mark could very well be the winner. He is so close to the end. In my opinion, if he gets to that final three, he will be the winner. So that is the goal for Mark, but everyone's going to be gunning for him. They know that he at least has one idol, but look, some people like Geordie 100% know that Mark has two idols. So huge, huge finish to the season coming up. 
Mark is my favorite to win at the moment in terms of who I think is going to win. Would love to see Jordy win it, but I'd be happy for anyone as well. So that has been the four episodes with another four to follow. If you enjoyed the podcast, do not forget to follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report and follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. You'll be able to see when I release the final four episodes, which after I've gone out for some drinks tomorrow, I'll do the UFC Thoughts and Comments podcast as well as my NRL one. And somewhere across the Sunday and the Monday, I'm going to finish the final four episodes and release that podcast. I will officially have been caught up on Survivor Australia Blood Versus Water. So happy days. What a four episodes. What a wild ride and what a journey. Cannot wait for the next four. But until the next four, until the rest of the podcasts I'm releasing this weekend, that is it from me. So enjoy your weekend and take care of yourselves.